All right, it's true. It's true. I have sisters. I have three sisters from the same mister, and then there's my sister, Miss Elaine Sugar. And we are going to be talking about something that will make your life way sweeter than it has ever been before. We're going to be talking about the sugar that your kids, any kid in your life, even your inner kid, needs a little bit more of. So please help me welcome to the studio my sister from another mister, Elaine Sugar. Elaine, join me in the studio. There you are. Woo! Look at you, girlfriend. Uh-oh, you are not getting any audio. So we need a sound check. Oh, my God. There you go. No, no, no. I want to see the top of that hat. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There you go. Perfect. I, I just like that. It's so cool. Are, are blocking my eyes. Yeah, well, you can take them off. Take them off. There you go. <laughs> the elephant in the room is sometimes the glasses just have to go, especially yes. in age of computer screens. Elaine, it's lovely to see you. It's great to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. All right. So we're going to take people into the Wayback Machine about how we met. I mean, we met so long ago, I can hardly remember. <laughs> so we got this mutual introduction. You know, you two need to meet each other. And then we didn't connect. There's something really magical that happened in that you made a post. I saw the post and I commented on it. And what I tell my team is you'd have thought that woman had my phone number on speed dial. <laughs> no, you know what the part is so interesting. I was actually making a list before I made this post on Facebook. I was making a list of things I needed for a mental wellness event that I'm organizing. And one of the things that I wrote down was, wow, I don't think I have enough resources um, that will be shared with people. And I put it in red ink. I said, I don't want to get distracted and forget about this because I'm just now realizing this is really important. And I went and I put this within an hour. I put this post on social media and you, res you responded and your question was, is there anything that I can do to help? And I'm like, and it was the, the teen uh, suicide prevention show can do to help. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not a coincidence. Like sometimes I can miss my cues, but I was like, okay, even for me and my distracted mind, I am not missing the fact that this person is supposed to be in my life because I just asked for this and they show up with this specific offer um, and it's the world that I needed it from. So I was like, yes, I want to talk to you. Yes, I'm supposed to be connected with you. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. So, and that all occurred, what, within two months? I mean, we've Absolutely. only known each other a couple it, of it, months. It feels like it's been decades, but it's literally <laughs> only been a couple of months. We just have so many of the same priorities as far as doing things that benefit our young people, um, doing life-altering, life-saving things. And uh, we both have the same passion and energy to put into things that we believe in. And you have been a tremendous support to me. So I am honored to be here with you today. Oh, 
Thank you so very, very much. Okay, we're going to take people on a journey. I know next to nothing about what you do outside of the mental wellness event. So you're going to have to walk me through this whole thing about sugar as if I know nothing. So treat me like I'm a little kid. Take me back to the beginning of this. How the heck did you get it? I, I mean, come on. How the heck did you get involved in working with kids on this whole thing? You know what? Before I start to answer that, I must say that you have come onto my mental wellness project and bought so much experience. It is really the seats are turned now and that I actually get to explain things to you. So I, <laughs> I am really getting a kick out of this. Um, so first of all, uh, my father's name was Sugar. Therefore, my last name, my family name is Sugar. And in honor of my wonderful parents who I have, you know, the tremendous amount of respect for, um, I named my company Kids More Sugar. So it's kids with the idea that kids need more sugar. But in the name of my company, sugar is an acronym. And that stands for saying unforgettable good affirmations regularly. So when you hear me say kids more sugar, it's not about more cookies and cakes. It's about saying unforgettable good affirmations regularly. And I received a passion um, for making sure that children understand the empowerment of affirmations because I started doing research. I started looking for things that I could do to enhance the self-esteem building activities and programs that I facilitate for children. And I started reading about the mindset and I came across a particular doctor, Dr. Bruce Lipton, which a lot of people in the mental wellness industry will be very familiar with. But in studying his work, it was so scientifically based. Sometimes there are fads that go on. Sometimes there are things that a lot of us start um, trying and incorporating into our life because it's getting a lot of press and it has an emotional appeal. And the things I learned from studying Dr. Bruce Lipton was, you know, this is something that has science behind it. It's connected to the way our brains work and the way our brains process information. So one of the things he explained is, a lot of us believe that our lives and most of our activities are driven by our conscious brain. What he breaks down for you is it's really your subconscious brain that is really the most powerful when it comes to how your life is going to turn out, the experiences you're having day to day. So while a lot of us focus on conscious activities, we ignore and neglect our subconscious and that's what's controlling 90% of how our lives turn out. And one of the ways that he explains that you can see the outcomes that you want in your life is by speaking to yourself in a positive, powerful manner. And children are already naturally in the best state to receive this information because their brains up until the age that they're seven are actually in a state of hypnosis. So it's very easy to influence them. So this is the time you want to train them to say, 
I am intelligent. I am powerful. I am going to be, you know, whatever it is that they're saying they want to be. I, I spoke with a 14 year old girl last week. She says, I want to be a pilot. I say, you know what? And start saying that you already are. I am a pilot. And so I, I just studied and uh, I read his book. He has a book called The Biology of Belief, where mm -hmm. he really takes you through the history um, of how he came to this conclusion. And what I like about him is he's very candid in saying that, you know, he was one of those people that gave too much power and too much credit to DNA and your genes. Early on in his career, he was teaching at a university and he thought, hey, if it ran in your family, then, you know, that's going to be the determining factor for how the rest of your life is going to be. And that's what he was actually teaching at a university. And he was talking about how he was doing an experiment in his uh, lab and he put the exact same DNA in three different settings and he changed the environment and they adapted. So that is how he realized, wait a minute, this isn't all predetermined. It's not predestined. You can actually do something about it. And basically it's your subconscious. You connect with and program your subconscious brain. So the reason why we're encouraging people to say affirmations and some people say, well, all children get conceited if they're just always going around saying, you know, <laughs> I am great, I am fabulous. That's the last thing you as a parent or a caregiver has to worry about. The all world. Right, all right. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, we yeah. got to slow down this fire hose. Right. You know, this is my passion. So when you get to talking about my babies and how we can change their lives, you got to slow me down. So what, what do you want me to stop and say? All right. So now this is how everybody knows we're related. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both like, you wind her up and let her go. Okay. Yes. So what we're talking about is some scientifically based how do you change your brain? How do you, how do you help impact people around you? And kids more sugar is about saying it to yourself, but also saying it to others. All right. I'm with you so far, but, but we're going to take and, and go a little bit further back. Sure. What was life like before you discovered Bruce Lipton all of these things. What got you interested in this in the first place? And I'm going to ask you some really pointed questions because I want to hear your story and then I want to hear another piece and I'll ask you in a minute. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Come on. Why? Sure. Why so study this stuff. Yeah. So I was born and raised in, in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm the youngest of nine children. So I grew up in a very big family and I also grew up in a neighborhood at the time that was uh, very economically challenged, was a drug infestation problem going on around the time I was a young child. So I saw a lot of negativity. I saw a lot of sadness. I saw a lot of deprivation. However, I tell people that even though I grew up in a very poor, challenged neighborhood, I grew up in one of the wealthiest homes in the world. And that is because my parents, despite the world around us, managed to build a loving home. 
and also instilled in us values that you couldn't pay me a million dollars for. And they always taught us to believe in ourselves. They taught us that we were valuable. They taught us that we could make things come to fruition. And I had all those beliefs and I had all of that support. And one of the memories that stands out in my mind is I went to an overnight camp and I must've been about 10 years old. And this overnight camp, it was in this cabin and there was a huge porch. So I'm running around this huge porch, having the best time with about probably seven or eight other little girls. And one of the counselors came out onto the porch and she said, you all stop running. She said, I hope you all fall. And then she pointed to one of the little girls and she said, except for her, because she is pretty. And I remember looking around at the other girls and thinking about how I look and wondering like, what made this little girl pretty? And so I looked at her and I said, well, her skin is a lot lighter than mine and her hair is a lot longer than mine. And then I looked at the other girls and I said, okay, so those of us with the dark skin and the shorter hair, we're ugly. So I don't remember anything else about that camp, except I remember leaving feeling 100% certain that I was ugly. So I, I felt like that was done, like, okay, I, I get it. Now I understand. And it was done. Like it was, there was no debate. It was nothing. I went home and, and talked to mom and dad, okay, this thing happened at camp. I don't know. It was just that convincing. Like I did the math. I added it up. I looked around. I was like, okay, I'm ugly. And people who look like me are ugly. And I often think about that. And that stuck with me for a very long time. And I say, wow, I had wonderful parents. I had all of that support, but that lady had that profound negative impact on me with just those simple words. So I don't even know what effect it could have had on me if I did not have that loving environment. So I have this passion for building children up. I have this passion for encouraging parents to make sure they take the time to, to give children tools that they can use when they're not there. See, my mother and father were fantastic, but they can't always be there. So you wanna build your children up, but you wanna give them the tools so they can do it for themselves when you're not there. Wow, all right. So that explains a lot about your passion. What made you decide to work with children? You know, I must say it wasn't as much my original idea. I was working in banking and they gave us an opportunity to volunteer. So I grew up volunteering in communities, church, always doing things, volunteer work, but I had not worked directly with children until through our jobs, they gave us an opportunity to get some time away from work and get involved in community. And so I selected the Police Athletic League of Philadelphia, which is a lot like a YMCA, it's a gym, a lot of uh, sports activities for children, but it's actually ran by the police department. So I was volunteering there, helping children with their homework after school, and I loved it. 
I was enjoyed interacting with the children. And the police officers there asked me to teach a girl's self-esteem building class. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am to those officers. I had no idea what a love I had for facilitating children's programs. And that's where it started. I started facilitating a program for them called the Positive Images Programs. And it was helping children have a positive image of themselves. So I can't take a whole lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of laid in my lap. <laughs> there we go. There, there's a whole lot of unpacking we can do around that. Yes. yes. And and I agree. What what you have laid out very, very clearly is let's myth bust a couple of things. One, it is not your uh, nature. It's not how you were born, and it's not even your environment you know, the, the natural environment around you. It is your nurture. It is the influences that nurtured you early on. It's the influences you've allowed to nurture you as you grew, like you becoming willing to work for a company that had volunteering as part of their values. Yes. I mean, that's putting yourself in a place of being nurtured. Yeah, Absolutely. So there's a lot here that is so critical to blowing up the beliefs that we have that you know, you'll never be any good. You know, they, that it's never going to work out for me. The, these limitations that we are exposed to um, and our families often are the source of a lot of limiting beliefs and they do it out of love. They absolutely do it out of love when they say, why don't you get a job? Why don't you take some practical classes? Why don't you keep one foot on the ground? You know, why don't you understand that people who are five foot six don't win Miss America crowns or play basketball? Yeah, I that we, we all know those are myths because there are people who have done them. One of the Harlem Globetrotters was shorter than I am. Yeah, I mean, so it's it, they are all myths, but we don't have enough to bust the myths. And so I love that you gave all of that information so fast. Thank you for pausing long enough for me to unpack a little bit of it. Yeah, you can nurture yourself at any age and you can nurture others at any age and nurturing matters. All right, now, you said something. I, I I've got to what you just said there. How you summarize that all? Because basically, you just gave me a commercial for my company, <laughs> Kids More Sugar. That is exactly <laughs> why kids need more sugar. More saying unforgettable, good affirmations regularly. So thank I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you down the road of that acronym, and you're going to really unpack that because I've got questions. Absolutely. But I've got my other question. Okay. Earlier on, you said children under the age of seven are living in a state of hypnosis, under hypnosis. Say more about that. I have not heard it put that way before. Absolutely. So our brains go into several different states throughout a 24-hour cycle throughout our lives. It goes through several different states. There's a state called theta. It's T-H-E-T-A. Mm -hmm. That is very similar, or it is that state that we know as hypnosis. So those of us who go to a hypnotist, 
those exercises that they're taking you through to get your get down to your subconscious, they're working to get you to a place of theta because that's when you can do your best programming, right? That's mm-hmm. the most impactful because that's what's controlling most of your outcomes in your life. Children are naturally there, young. That's why you hear stats like, Um, children's personalities get developed by the time they're like seven. That's the reason why there's that focus on that young age. They're right to learn at that point. Theta is what you're looking for. Now, if you're a child or you're an adult, of course you're older than seven. It doesn't mean you give up, it's too late. I passed that (laughs) point. No, okay. It just means that you're going to reprogram when they're right. under seven you're programming okay thank you so under seven natural state of hypnosis this is when they're getting programmed this is also when most abuse occurs and so the programming they're getting is not in the program i got growing up not the best for putting me into a position to be able to change the world or believe that it was even something, you know, that that anybody I knew could do. So this idea based on Bruce Lipton's work that when you change the nurture, when you change what you're feeding it in the Petri dish, you're changing the environment, but basically you're changing the food. I mean, that's the environment of a Petri dish. So when you're changing what you're feeding someone's brain, you can change their DNA. You can change the trajectory of their life. So let's talk about feeding people more sugar. Okay. The first word is simple saying, I got that. I can do that. I can say things. I talk to myself a lot. So saying I'm pretty good. So anybody listening, anybody watching, if, if you have ever talked to yourself in a positive way, put a word, put the number one in the chat. And if you've ever talked to yourself in a less than positive way, put a number two in the chat. Let's just see what's what's predominant for you guys. Because we know, well, I don't know that you talk to yourself. I know I do. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting ones and twos. All right. Saying. That's easy. The second part is is a little bit more questioning for me. What makes something unforgettable? In the most simplest way, you're choosing those things that are really important to you. How often do we forget things that are really important to us? There's a process of saying affirmations. You're programming. You want to choose things that you really want to come to fruition. You want to focus on those things that mean something to you. So unforgettable and, and, and little children, I, uh, I want them to train themselves to use affirmations and I don't want them to have an affirmation. They start with in the morning. And then by the time they're at lunch, I'm like, what's my affirmation. I want to, I want them. And, and sometimes us adults, we have really long affirmations, which is fine, but you know, we have really short memories too. This is true. <laughs> so I, I want you to, to, to choose something that's going to stick with you, but are you focusing on what's important to you? You might naturally do that anyway. 
but make it unforgettable. You don't want to, oh, what was that affirmation thing I was working on? All right. All right. So I'm going to just pause you right here. What's an unforgettable affirmation that you've heard from one of your kids? I am going to learn to be a pilot so that I can fly myself to concerts, perform, and then fly myself home. <laughs> <laughs> that one I heard recently, and I loved it. That, that is absolute clarity. They have a vision for their life. That's right. <laughs> I, like, I it. like it. All right. What's the most unforgettable one you've ever written for yourself? Uh, this one's probably a little bit of a heart jerker for me, but uh, when my mother was diagnosed with dementia, I needed to move her into a, uh, a facility where she could have around the clock care and we could not afford the nicer facilities. Uh, so I had to take out a huge loan in order to be able to get her into a place that was decent. And I just constantly said to myself, I have more than enough money to take care of my mother. Oh, there you go. There you go. Certainly unforgettable. Is your mom still with us? No, she's not. Was it worth it? Absolutely. And it, and it worked out that way. Uh, I, I would say it all the time, you know, throughout the process of looking for facilities for her, I would say, you know, I have more than enough money to take care of my mother. When, when in actuality, the nursing homes were anywhere from six to $7,000 a month. And I made nowhere near that amount of money. The amount she was getting was nowhere near that amount, but I would just constantly say it. And I remember going to a lady's office at a nursing home. This was the one that we really liked. They had, you know, she had private bathroom, private bedroom. And uh, and the, the lady who was, you know, talking to us about everything the facility had to offer, she she asked us, she said, uh, was was uh, your husband, was, was, her, was your father in the military? And I said, yes, he was. And she said, did he serve during wartime? And I said, I would have to check the dates, but I believe he was in the military during the Vietnam War. And she said, well, if that's the case, then there is a grant for the spouses that literally helps you pay for nursing home care. And we went back and we checked the paperwork. The dates coincided. That is exactly what we applied for and received. And once we received those funds, we added up her monthly expenses, the cost for the facility. We absolutely had more than enough money every month to take care of her. That's how it, it worked out. Wow. Cool, 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 cool. It is a powerful statement that so speaks to what we're finding out now that they talk in terms of quantum physics is that it, it's a resonance. It's an energy field. The fact that she even asked you that question. Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea that that program existed. 
none. I just knew what her income was from social security and I knew what my income was and I still had bills to pay where I lived. And that, that was all I knew, but I would just constantly say, I have more than enough money to take care of her. Yeah, well, you know, and, and that's really um, an amazing story. All right, so now we understand unforgettable. Yeah, now that you, you got you were, crying, you were steeped. <laughs> you were steeped in that. I mean, there was that. There was no way you were going to forget that affirmation. Oh, it was you, something really important to you. That's right. All right. That's so the right. Third letter is a G for good. All right. Define good when it comes to affirmations. Yes. So this is positive. Um, I, I heard people using affirmations and they were focusing on the negative. Um, I am not going to smoke cigarettes anymore. I, I want oh. you to turn that around and focus on good. You know, I am going to be, or I am healthy. I am, you know, recovered from alcohol. I am strong. I am the focus on the positive part of it when you are selecting your affirmation. Some people was structuring the affirmation incorrectly. Got it. So the, if, if it's a, you know, I'm not going to smoke, then the affirmation would be what's the positive outcome of not smoking. Right. So I am healthy. Yes. Okay. All right. So thank you. Because I was like, Huh? I didn't understand it. How could an affirmation yeah, yeah. be not good? Well, now yeah, I some, understand. Some people, folk, yeah, the way they structure them. I, okay, I got a shortcut. You ready? Yes. How an affirmation can be not good is if it has the word not in it. <laughs> that is a great point. You know, Jackie, I think I already have you on the staff for the mental wellness event, <laughs> but I'm going to give you a position <laughs> on kids, more sugar. You are doing some great support. <laughs> Oh, I love the comment. There's power and positive mindset and affirmation. Absolutely. So we're going to power up this sugar. All right. Saying unforgettable, good affirmations. Affirmations work. They, you know, and, and if you're an auditory person, saying them out loud gets them into your brain in a different way than just writing them down. If you're a visual person, writing them down gets it into your, yeah, kinesthetics. They, they, somebody said, Jackie, there are 7.5 billion different intelligences, not just three. So it's not just visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And then, yeah, and then there's all of these others. And then it's, somebody said, there's actually 7.5 different ways to be intelligent. Wow. 7.5 billion, one for each person on the planet. We have a unique intelligence. I like it. And so I think affirmations are also unique in how we get them into our brain. So unique in terms of, do I need them to be visible? Do I need them to be something I hear? Do I need to be, you know, engaged with them? I'm yes. a firm believer in do it all, you know, um, I think this is the misunderstanding of our world is that there's one size fits all. So what's your one size? What is it that's the most common that you find works with kids? You know, I like to 
have them focus on how it's going to make them feel. Because to me, when you add a feeling, you put that emotion into an affirmation. I tell people it's like having a home court advantage in a championship game. It's that extra edge. So my young lady who told me that she uh, wants to be a pilot, I am a pilot and it makes me feel powerful. Ask them how, what, you know, this thing that you want to do, how does that make you feel? And have them add that to their affirmation. You know, and even us as adults, you know, um, there's some of us that, you know, I want a, a better job. I want to go for this job. I want to make more money. Well, what is that emotion about? That might be about, you know, I am going to get a better job because I'm going to be able to provide a better life for my family. And that makes me feel secure. That makes me feel whole. That actually resonates with you and you program in a, a more powerful way. So when you hear children talking about things that they want to do and you want to have them use affirmations, make sure you ask them how they how are they going to feel about that and have them add it. There we go. Children of all ages. All right. Add in some emotion. Give it some, some uh, we'll find something that's going to fit for that. I'll come back to it. All right. So <laughs> saying unforgettable good affirmations regularly. Let's define regularly. You want a routine, you want consistency, you want a pattern because remember you are programming. That state of hypnosis, you want re re repetition makes a difference when you're working with your subconscious. Okay, say those things again that you want because I didn't get them written down fast enough. What to make it uh, regu what, what regularly. regularity means? Yeah, what's it, regularly? You want a routine, a routine, okay, got that. Some consistency, yeah, right, because that repetition. So is what a routine, you. a routine is like brushing your teeth before you go to bed, consistency is doing it every night. That's right. So, for instance, you could. Say, all right, every night before I go to bed, I am going to, or when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to repeat my affirmation and I'm going to, you know, to say, I have more than enough money to take care of my mother. I have more than enough money to take care of my mother. I have, you're programming, you're, that's when you're getting it to work. That makes a difference. You don't want to just say it one time and then you're off to something else. Oh, you mean I can't just like do one sit up and have six pack abs? <laughs> I won't say you can't. I will just say the 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 uh, research that I've done says you're going to turn out better if you have more repetition than that. <laughs> Got it. Routine, consistency, repetition. I added often. You didn't say it, but it ended up on my paper. Absolutely. I like it. I'm telling you, you're, you are an honorary member of the Kids More Sugar staff. <laughs> like I need another job. All right. <laughs> Routine, consistency, repetition, often. Is there a time of day that works better for you? You asked a wonderful question. Of course there is. So there are certain times of day when your brain is naturally going into a state of stata. So when you are drifting off into sleep. Got it. Your brain 
starts to drift into a state of theta. When you are waking up in the morning, before you get into that fully awakened state, your brain is in a state of theta. That's why a lot of people say affirmations before they go to bed. That's why a lot of people say them in the morning when they wake up. Whether they know it or not, that's part of where the science came from. You know, what's interesting, I think most people are saying affirmations to themselves every day. They are affirming something. And a lot of it is something they don't want. And, and, and uh, it's also sometimes not something that they need an affirmation for. So sometimes, and I don't think it necessarily harms anything. So I don't overly talk about this when I talk about affirmations, but sometimes you're just trying to talk yourself into something. You're trying to build up your confidence. And I am so gonna... you repeat this thing to build up your confidence. So ah. if I was nervous before coming on here talking to you, I might say, you know, my interview with Jackie is great. It turns out wonderful. Well, affirmations are going to be more impactful when you think about what is it that that you need to change. If I'm already good at something, if I've already really conquered something, you know, that's more about building yourself up maybe, but it doesn't hurt anything. I don't distinguish it, but just to be perfectly clear, you wanna think about those things that you haven't accomplished yet or that you're not good at yet, program there, focus there, you know? I'm not the best at working out. So I will say I am physically fit. I am, you know, physically fit and I feel healthy. I feel good about that. You know, if I'm not careful, you're going to crowd that thought I had right out of my head. All right. <laughs> but you, it's a great example of what I think can happen when when people first wake up in the morning or sometimes they're going to bed at night, what they are affirming to themselves are, I don't know how I'm going to get through another day. Um, you know, oh God, it's morning. Um, you know, why can't I stay in bed for a week? And, and then they get the flu and they end up out of work and in bed for a week. And they don't connect the dots that the fact that what they're repeating is actually changing their DNA, making them more susceptible to get the result, which was staying in bed. So, but you, what you demonstrated with your fire hose was that it's possible to have so many of the, have so many pieces of sugar that you're doing, saying good saying unforgettable good affirmations regularly. You could have so much sugar coming in that you don't have the space anymore for those not what you want kinds of thinking. Yes, and you know what you just uh, pointed out was so powerful about us, you know, those negative, that negative self-talk. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a terrible thing and you fall into it naturally. So you have to fight against it. Um, I, I heard one of the best examples of this, um, recently, this gentleman was explaining, he said during the depression, the 1930s, there were all these economic challenges. And he said the language of the journalist, hence the language of a lot of people at that time was we are crippled. 
this has crippled us. And he says, if you go back and you look at some of the articles and you do your research, you will find out that that's the way people were describing it. You know, this has crippled us. Mm -hmm. And he said, people use cripple so much that that vibration went out. And the next thing you know, there is a polio problem and people are physically being crippled. So to your point, sending out those messages, those words, those vibrations, they absolutely have an impact. And that was one of the most profound examples of it I have ever heard. It's a pretty profound example. The, my understanding is that the universe for all of us that we live in is a little like that Petri dish. It is totally neutral until we start putting some food in it. And in this case, we're talking about mental food. So what we feed our brains makes a difference, whether it's coming through our eyes, our ears, what we're reading, what we're hearing, what we're saying matters. So my way of getting your message into the world is what you say matters. And so you have a great message and an awesome amount of energy to fuel it, obviously. So what you also have is a big event coming up. And while we don't know when someone's actually going to be watching this show, if you're here on it live, then, hey, this is coming up in September. If you are watching the recording, hey, this is coming up in September. So it doesn't matter either way. And what's coming up with it is the experience of being a flagship member of this annual event. And so I just wanted to say thank you very much because I have popped it in here and it's a powerful thing. And oh my goodness. All right. So I put the short version in the chat. Here, here comes Katie. She has given me this whole long dissertation. I'm like, I didn't even know you could fit that much stuff into the chat. So Thank let you, me just, Dave. I'm going I'm to pop this into the chat too, because this is my job. So I've got the link in there for you. And then here's what's so good about that, which is one of my favorite games to play. All right. Being a part of the cure, being a part of the mental wellness and positivity event has been a game changer for me. The Teen Suicide Prevention Society is one of the sponsors and it's going to change the world and the world is ready for some change. So whether you're watching this now, live here, woohoo, or you are catching this on a recording, either way, just block off some time in September because it's coming and you're gonna wanna come play with us. Elaine, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm going to regret this. I have a feeling, but not too much. All right. Wrap it up for us. When it comes to how to be more positive, no matter who is around you or what you are doing, what makes the sugar just a little sweeter? You know what I say? I say it's one of the few things that has a guaranteed return on the time you invest in doing it. And it's one of the few things that you can fake or pretend to do that actually has a return. 
affirmations are so powerful. Even if you just say them and you don't believe them, you get a benefit. It's almost like fake smiling. If you've ever heard, when you fake smile, there's actually positive things that are happening in your body. There are chemical releases that you get with a fake smile. I line affirmations up right next to a fake smile. You know how they say fake it until you make it? I wouldn't advise you to do that in a lot of areas, but in the area of smiling and affirmations, do it. It actually had your body is actually chemically benefiting from it. There you go. How do you make the sugar a little sweeter? You say unforgettable good affirmations regularly, even if you don't believe them yet. There we go. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Miss Elaine, for bringing your sugar and your specialness on to our show. I am so honored to have been here and I cannot thank you and Katie enough. You all have been invaluable uh, to the mental wellness event we're hosting in September, what you all have brought. I remember after meeting you, I described you to someone. I said, you know what? I just met someone who is going to uplift this entire event and you have delivered on that. So thank you. And thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome.